Morning, everyone. John. What? How are you feeling? Feeling any more autistic? Definitely. Fucking up level to autism 3.0 yesterday. We had the uh, the booster jab. It's it's we had the right mishmash. I tell you, I'm fucking bulletproof. I'm COVID bulletproof certified. I've had three jabs now. I had the single shot Janssen in the beginning. Second, the first booster. So my second jab was last December. That was the uh, Moderna. And yesterday I got my my second booster, which is my third jab, which was the Pfizer. I'm fucking bulletproof, man. You're a right cocktail. I'm fucking right cock. You're right. But yeah, I'm fucking fucking bulletproof. But oh man, it was it was it was so funny. I've got I've got to tell you this. It's, it's got fuck all to do with business, really. And in fact, it might even seem contradictory, as I will explain. Well, we drove to Bantry, and it was a lovely drive. It was a beautiful day. It's a, it is a nice scenic drive, and the road was clear because it was like middle of the fucking morning. It was like eleven o'clock. So I put my foot down. And it was just great. We got to Bantry, no sweat at all. Even even at the, 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 the COVID vaccination centre, it was virtually empty. I mean, it's, last time we went in December, it was really crowded and people were anxious and apprehensive and stuff. And it was just dead laid back. We were there about, I think we were done in about 20 minutes. But it's at this medical centre, right? So, and opposite the place, there's a fucking pharmacy. So I said to Sarah, I'm just going to go into the pharmacy and get some Sudafed for my sinuses and uh, I'll get some codeine and ibuprofen for my Achilles tendons because sometimes they hurt. And ibuprofen, the codeine, is the best thing for it, especially in the night when I wake up and it's, it's, it hurts, aches. So I went in, and I just said to the young lady, I says, you got any Sudafed? She says, yeah, she got it. And I says, you got any uh, codeine and, and uh, ibuprofen? And she says, you just want codeine? I says, no, I want codeine and ibuprofen. All right. What do you want it for? I says, well, I've got quite severe bilateral Achilles tendonitis. I've had it for it. And I knew what was coming. Because they can be a bit fucking cagey. So I said, and I've had it yeah. for over a year, just to kind of drop the hint. I know what I'm doing. You know? She yeah. says, oh, okay. Excuse me. So she went back, and then I could see her talking to this other lady behind the counter, behind the, the partition. You've gone quiet now. You've disappeared. And uh, so this other lady comes around. She says, hi, I'm Amanda. I'm the pharmacist. I thought, I know what's coming now. I said, hello. <laughs> she says... <laughs> what do you want it for exactly i says as i just told your colleague this is for my achilles tendonitis which i've had for over a year and i found in that time other than diclofenac which i was prescribed codeine and paras codeine and, and uh, ibuprofen is the best thing for it oh well, have you tried anything else and i just looked at fuck's sake i don't know i just says I was laughing at Sarah afterwards and said, you know, because my mind works very quick. I was thinking, yeah, hang gliding, balancing an apple on my head. Archery was quite good, but none of it helped my fucking Achilles. <laughs> and I said, yes, I said, I've been managing it myself for over a year. All right, so I know what I'm doing. And she says, well, have you tried so and so? And I says, look, I don't mean to be rude. Knowing full well what was coming was going to be really fucking rude. And I says, but I'm here to buy some painkillers, not to get your advice. I don't need your advice. I've been to the doctor. I've been to the physio. Uh, this is about pain management. I don't need your advice. Do you understand? She went, oh, okay. Well, have you tried? I thought, for fuck's sake, for the love of God. I said, look, are you going to sell me this, this ibuprofen and codeine or not? Because if you're not, I'll just go. And I'll, I'll just, you know, <laughs> go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. said, okay. Well, you know, you have to be careful with this, don't you? For the love of fucking God, what do you think I do? Push it in my fucking eyeballs. You know, there's no more than three days. Are you on any other medication? I said, do I look like I'm on medication? <laughs> <laughs>
the, the best the best things yet to come. Honestly, you could not make this up. She said, and I've got my autistic badge on, so I'm thinking to myself now, you think I'm retarded, don't you? Yeah. You are patronising the fuck out of me now. And mm-hmm. she said, I'm not, I promise I'm not making this up. This fucking 25-year-old young woman looked at me and she said, you know, it would be a lot easier if you came in with a letter from your doctor. Oh. Honestly. <laughs> Excuse me. A letter from my doctor to say what? Jonty, will you please sell Jonty some painkillers? His ankles hurt. I said, you're joking, aren't you? I know. That's so silly. I said, you are so patronising, aren't you? And she just looked at me. And I thought, I do want to be rude now. Honestly, bring in a fucking letter from my doctor. Can you imagine? I'm fucking doing at school with an excuse from PE. Oh, that's that's shocking. I think you shot yourself in the foot though by saying you've been taking it for the last year. Well, no, I didn't say that. I said I've been managing my pain for the last year. That's not what I said. Oh, okay. I've been okay. managing this for a year. Very careful. Have you, have you not been blocked out with the old codeine? What do you mean? Codeine, the constipation. No, I don't, I don't get any side effects at all. I don't get the the constipation. I don't get the drowsiness, and I don't get the addiction either. I mean, I'm not on it every single day. There are periods when I'll be on it for maybe 14 days straight, especially with my fucking tooth, which is not my Achilles, I know. But with my tooth, I was on paracetamol and codeine and ibuprofen and codeine every, four, every two hours alternating because it was just so painful. And I don't get anything from the codeine. Now, I think sometimes that could be down to alexithymia. I just don't feel these things. I mean, the physiological effects must be there. But I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality. Because some people are pre- genetically predisposed towards addiction, I don't think I'm one of them. Because I just, I was, I was, t- I was talking to some. Uh, yeah, I rent a desk, then I have full time desk in this co working place, and we was talking about drugs the other day, and uh, it's hilarious. They, this place is full of fucking creatives, graphic designers, web designers that make pretty websites, not functional sites. Uh, I think there's one person. Uh, social media managers but social media for engagement not for profit uh, and then there's a couple of less artsy jobs there's a, a there's a someone who does coding he's a software developer there's a computer scientist and there's like a, a stock manager anyway we got into the conversation of drugs across the office and obviously all of the designers was talking about their experiences with lsd and acid and i was like oh god you fit in the stereotypes right now uh and they they came to me and they were like is there anything that you you know that you haven't taken that you you want to take or you're interested in and i said completely deadpan and i said heroin and they was <laughs> like <laughs> they, they 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 i'm quite a jovial character in the office so they were like they didn't know if i was being serious so they were like are you serious i was like absolutely i was like has has anyone here ever had morphine and one other person had and i was like morphine is the best thing i've ever experienced if heroin's even remotely close to that yes i'm interested in taking fucking heroin <laughs> i've had morphine after my operation when i was a kid at 13 it's fucking brilliant remarkable stuff just i was just lying there in my bed hospital bed fucking hallucinating away 
Well, it wasn't it? Wasn't it? Was more like what I imagine lucid dreaming is like. I wasn't hallucinating anything, seeing mm-hmm. things I couldn't control, but I could direct yeah. what I was seeing and direct what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. It was fucking brilliant. And you just you just feel like someone has wrapped up the world's softest, warmest, coziest blanket, and it's just running slowly inside you, just stroking you gently from the inside. I was in intensive care on morphine. It was fucking brilliant. I want to go back. You was in intensive. I was in intensive care for uh, two days. Yeah. What? Why? I don't think I've heard this. Because I had a. I, I was thirteen years old. I was within dangerously anemic. Um, I had this fucking cyst inside my chest. And I had to have massive chest surgery. They, they opened it up. They took my fifth rib out. You've seen the scar. But they, they took the rib out. They took this fucking thing out. And uh, it was, I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't in, I wasn't critically ill or anything. I was actually conscious most of the, well, of notwithstanding the morphine. I was kind of conscious all the time I was in um, intensive care. But they put me there as a precaution just in case because I was so small and so frail. You still are. You haven't grown. <laughs> I haven't much, no. But yeah, I was in intensive care. It was great. So you yesterday was a great day for you. You up up leveled your autism and you got patronized by a pharmacist. Bring in a letter from your doctor. Fuck, I'm 57 years old. I run my own business. I don't need a fucking letter from my doctor to buy some painkillers, trust me. Now, now, now was this uh was this interaction before or after your jab? I was after. Oh, well, that's why, John. You didn't even realise how autistic he was being. <laughs> <laughs> it was just freshly running through the system. It was fucking unreal. I was laughing so much on the way back in the car. I said, like, maybe should have offered to fucking get my parents' permission. And they're sorry, I need to go and dig them up first, you know? <laughs> They've, um, I've never experienced that level of interrogation. Sometimes I need to get codeine uh, and or cocodamol for Tamsin if she gets a migraine. And I say, hey, I'm here for some codeine. And they go, okay, what's it for? And I go, oh, the old missus, she got a migraine. What's it for? Who's it for? Are you taking anything else? Job done. Me too. But I suspect she saw my badge and thought, oh, the poor love doesn't know what he's doing. Get a letter from your doctor. Uh, I I got stopped in the street yesterday by someone who was a little bit special, bless her. Um, She made it very apparent that she had learning disabilities and she suffers from mental health and she was on she didn't call it day release but she may as well have she's like oh i'm allowed this is my day out today um i'm not allowed out tomorrow and i was like oh that's wonderful and i was like how can i help you she was like i've got to tell you learning disabilities i was like what about them because at this point i i I kind of knew, but I didn't want to say outright. And she was like, me have. And I was like, okay, <laughs> me have. All right. So, so I said, said to her, that's fine. Like you can, that doesn't matter. Uh, have you stopped me for a reason? And she was like, yeah. And I went, okay. And she went, I did stop you for a reason. I went, so, and what's that reason? And she went, the, uh, the post office shut. And I went, it is, it's 6.30. And she went, is is the bank shut? And I went, I imagine it's it's 6.30. And I said, why are you asking me this? What do you want? She went, I've got a pound coin. I said, what do you want to do with this pound coin? She went, change. And I went, what do you want to change it for? And she went, two one Ps. And I went, 
well, no, you're going to, you need a lot more than two one Ps. And she went, no, you don't understand. Two one Ps. <laughs> and I said, no, you, do you want two 50 Ps? Two 50 Ps make up a pound. She went, no, two one Ps. And I went, I'm really sorry, but I don't know where you're going to get change, but whatever you do, don't let someone give you two one Ps for this pound coin. Um, do you want me to help you? She was like, nope, it's independent day. And she said, I just want to fill my jar. And I, at that point I got it. And I, could, I said, what's in those jar? And she went pennies and two peas. And I went, oh, so you want pennies and two peas for your pound? And she went, yes. And I went, so I, I wrote it down for her. <laughs> Please may I change my one pound into 51 peas and 25 two peas. And she was over the moon. And I went, just go into every corner shop and ask him. And she went, that's great. I know all of them. His name's David. His name is Ahmed. His name is Mohammed. And I got told like 10 different names of these 10 different corner shops yeah. that she was going to go to. And uh, off she went. No idea if she made it safe. Oh, and she asked if I had a, a lighter because uh, she was just chain smoking the whole time. I was going to say, did she ask if you got a girlfriend? Because <laughs> you could have taken her into an alleyway and fingered her. No one's going to believe her afterwards. No, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> it should have been lucky and all. You've seen the size of these fingers. <laughs> anyway. Not much of a business podcast, is this? Well, no, it's funny, actually. Podcasts are funny things because you love them, don't you? I love them, but I struggle. I find it really difficult to find good ones. But when I find a good one, I listen to it. In general, you like podcasts. Enough that you yeah. actually go looking for them. I can't stand them. I don't listen to any apart from music on SoundCloud. But that's techno. Yeah, that's not a podcast. Not really. That's no. music. So I, I don't, I hate podcasts. But here's the thing I also create one with you. And the, the mm -hmm. message here is um, a, bit, a bit like the, the little, the young lady looking for pennies and two peas. You know, we, we make this, often make this mistake as business owners of, assuming that because we want something or don't want something, everyone's the same. The number of people I've heard say, oh, long copy doesn't work, I wouldn't read all that. And it's not true anyway, they would. A copy can't be too long, it can only be too boring. But people say, oh, don't do webinars, I don't watch webinars. Don't do, oh, it's like me saying, don't do pod podcasts, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't, but lots of people do. It's a little bit like the guy who owns pedigree pet foods. I guarantee he does not eat pedigree fucking chum and dog food for breakfast. Okay, dogs do, but they're his customers. Well, strictly speaking, the dog owners are his customers. But, you know, because we don't like something, I don't like podcasts, I don't particularly like video, doesn't mean to say no one else does. And it's something we need to get our heads around because I've seen entire fucking threads on LinkedIn from people who have never written a word of sales copy in their life telling us how to do it. Don't write it too long. What is too long? There's no such thing. People read War and Fucking Peace. Is that too long? Mm, it's ridiculous. Dan Kennedy found Dan, Dan Kennedy was talking about uh, ages ago about a sales video, and he basically said it started off at twenty minutes, and they found that the longer they made, the more they sold, and then it was up to ninety minutes long. This video before it maxed yeah, out yeah. on its sales, and it, it just kept adding stuff to it, and it got longer and longer and longer, and it made more and more and more sales. Meaning the conversion rate went up, not not just it made more sales over time, yeah, as it would, but it, it the conversion rate went up. It's ridiculous ego isn't it oh just because i don't like something means that no one else must like it so therefore you must not do it it's a form of solipsism 
It's a great word, that. It is, isn't it? So it, it, it's, everyone shares my opinion. And it's a little bit, it's, it's actually connected to the, the thing about price as well. I wouldn't pay that for this. This isn't that important to me. Therefore, no one else will. We see that all the time, don't we? Uh, whether they're selling fucking artwork or fucking social media services because they're at a certain level and they think, well, I wouldn't pay more than, than, than I charge, currently charge for this, so I can't raise my rates. It's stupid. Yeah. It's idiotic. Here's the thing. I, I wouldn't pay 10 grand for a sales letter because I don't need to. I'd write my own. But that's like me saying, well, I'd only pay a couple of grand for it. So that's all I can charge. That, that's the attitude people take, and it's ridiculous. Um, it's like me selling golf clubs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend 50 pence on golf clubs unless I could sell them at a higher price. I've got no interest in golf. But it is, yeah. you know, it'd be like me saying that golf clubs aren't worth any more than 50p. And there's so many things out there. I know, from, from subscriptions to, say, OnlyFans and, and X-Hamster and Pornhub, Another porn sites, which I'm not really interested in, so no amount of money would be too low. But I also pay, I think it's a tenner a month for SoundCloud. Now, there are people who would, who hate techno, and SoundCloud is very big on techno, and a lot of people say, I wouldn't pay a pound a, pound a month to, to listen to techno. Well, great. I'd pay someone not, so I didn't have to listen to it. You know, it's about what we want, and, and people need to get their fucking heads around this idea. It's a bit like the coding. You know? A bit like the coding, yeah. If I really wanted, I'd get a letter from my doctor. <laughs> I'd get a t-shirt. Uh, that's very cool. That's very cool. For the listeners, it's Marcus Aurelius with sunglasses on. And of which people need to put themselves aside and get over themselves and start thinking a little bit more objectively. And uh, the way you can start doing that is actually sitting down and writing out your dream client, your ideal avatar. What do they want? What do they value? What do they want to experience? Well, it, it is so important because here's another, here's another thing. Um, my, the, the women I mentor, they, they've all got various different flavors of the, of the problem. But it, for most of them, it boils down to one thing, and that is they want to be respected as a business owner by their spouses and their families and other people outside. Well, I, I don't share that. that that's, I don't have that problem. I, I don't worry about it. I don't care. It's, it's, it's just not on my radar. So, so me, saying, me saying to them, well, I can only charge a few quid for this because it's not something I would want. I mean, you know, that's exactly what these people are doing. But I charge mm -hmm. a shitload of money for it because it's, it, to them it's, it's valuable. Now, this is not to say we should, we should, you know, there's no moral prescription here. This is just my own choice. I wouldn't put someone over a barrel and, and charge them a, and what I consider to be an extortion amount of money for something which I knew wouldn't work. So, again, if I'm selling something and someone says, I really want this product you're selling, but I know it's not going to solve their problem, I won't sell it at any price. That's a different thing before anyone jumps on that. A bit like the codeine again, you know. Uh, she's, I mean, I know she's doing her job. The, the, I think she was being a bit, <laughs> a bit fucking zealous in it. But she was doing her job as a pharmacist, trying to sell me the right thing. Um, but really, th there comes a point when you just have to shrug and say, well, this will solve that person's problem, and that person is prepared to pay this amount of money for it. I I I'm not in a position to, to judge how important that is to them. I'm just not. I don't have the right or the ability to do that. You'd be an idiot to try to as well. 
Well, you would because here's another thing as well. They, if you refuse to, if say somebody wants something, and you refuse to sell it to them, what you have to understand is they will go somewhere else and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, maybe your conscience is clear and that you think, well, I can't stop you buying this crap product from somewhere else, but I'm not going to be the one to sell it to you. But if you're doing it on the price thing, well, I can't charge you this much for it, therefore I'm not going to sell it to you, they'll go somewhere else and possibly spend more because they're happy to spend that amount of money to spend more or the, the same for, a, for what is maybe an inferior product. I tell you what, a good good example of this, John, is uh, I get my powders off uh, my PT. Uh, he, he he's trying to start this big fitness brand, and he he hasn't white labelled it. He's properly tried to formulate his own shit. Uh, is 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 it's not white label shit, basically. He's trying to trying to do it properly, and uh, he, he's just got these big sacks of shit laying around and I was getting like way isolate for good quality shit for I can't remember how much 35 or 40 quid for like a kilo or kilo and a half something along those lines this is how price insensitive I am anyway it's just fill the tub tell me how much and I'll pay it I don't really care and I'll come back when it's fucking empty um he started saying oh I'm gonna have to charge you you more mate I'm gonna have to charge you more but I'm not really comfortable charging you that. So why, why don't you try one of my cheaper products? Because uh, the the rate that I buy that in now has gone up and I'm not really comfortable about uh, charging that. And I went, how much, is it, how much extra are you going to have to charge me? Like every time I come in, I'd probably go in once every month, six weeks to fill up my tubs. Uh, and he was like, probably an extra six quid. And I went... <laughs> You're worried about a pound a week. And that's what I said to him. I said, that's a pound a week. I said, I said to him, how little do you think of me? Hang on a minute, Connor. Can I borrow two euros from you and pay back? <laughs> yeah, where is it? <laughs> yeah, where is it? Where's what? Two euro. The coin? Yeah. Yeah, do you know where it is? Well, there's one on the side. Yeah, take that. Just take it. Is that right? Okay. For the listeners, if we're recording the podcast... For the listeners, I, I'm I'm such a draconian husband. I make Sarah ask me for money. <laughs> Drive Kathy, darling. She <laughs> said she'd pay it back. <laughs> no, the, the the story is we are very mindful of each other's private property, and that is actually my two euro coin that's just sitting on the side, and she wouldn't just take it without asking me. It's it's very cute that she offered to pay it back though. I didn't even know I got it. I mean, I know the one she's talking about. I didn't even know it was mine. That's that's dead cute. That is dead cute. I'll pay you back. EBG needs his two euro. Anyway, back to the protein story. Two euro. I was fucking insulted. Yeah. So not only did he try and sell me on this inferior mix of proteins, like probably some casein shit, when I want the way isolate. Yeah. He, he was worried and making a decision for me over an amount of money that is insignificant. And I, I said to him there and then, I said, mate, you can't make decisions like that for me. I said, you've just got to tell me that it's gone up and by how much. And as always, I'll just say, yeah, yes, don't try and sell me on some other shit. I said, because I'm actually insulted that you're trying to sell me yeah. shit that I've told you explicitly in the past that I don't want. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the PT down the way there, I mean, I stopped working with him for different reasons. He was, a, he was an ignorant bigot in the end. <laughs> the sensory box. That's the one. When I first started talking to him, he kept saying, oh, we'll, we'll make it as affordable as possible. And I said to him, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in results. And it got to the point where I got annoyed. He says, look, would you just stop going on about the price all the time? Because it's annoying. I've told you I want results, not, not an amount of money to spend. I've got a budget for this, you know. I'm not going to limit what I spend on this. This is about results. And I know why he did it, because one, he's got that stupid mentality, and two, he's used to dealing with people who live around here who are often like that. Very Irish thing to want a good deal. Anyway, we need to go, young man. Do we? We need to go? No. You do. So, you want the book, wellfedfreelancer.com, solve all your problems, including making your dick longer, thicker, and more uncut. And tune in for next time, and I'll explain the uh, the mental reasons as to why I pay £250 a month for a gym membership. This is tomorrow, by the way, kids. All right, see you later. See you later. Wellfedfreelancer.com. Bye-bye.